Yo, so this is Communiversity, last day at the Communiversity down in the Miami Art Basel. So, got a special, and all the interviews are special, but this one's like a three-man weave. So it's No Vacancy In, No Wave, and Woody versus Poppy. And yes, yes. my man Woody, he's going to be interviewing yes, yes. me. We've been trying to do this interview for a long time. Yeah, man, we're trying I, to get it going. I've been longing it out, and um, I'm happy that we're making it happen. So, roll, man. Yo, Show man. Yours. First of all, Chris, you living vicariously through me. Trust me, bro. It's lit. Definitely right now. Yeah, it's very magical. Oh, I forgot right the, his partner in crime, Chris, who he does this with, that he does Woody vs. Poppy with. He's on the Skype plug-in, very modern. Yeah, very, very yeah, so amped up right now. Shouts out to Skype. We'll find, you know? we always find a way. We yeah, find very a way. digital. Um, he's the Poppy in the Woody vs. Poppy. I go by Ish, but, you know, for the sake of the internet, they call me Woody. And, you know, we just coach it out right now, man. So... First thing I want to ask is, bro, where were you last night? Last night, where was I? I oh, cause I didn't. I had to be here. We were doing. Uh, we had our gig here with Francis and the Lights, Joey Badass. We went to like eleven, and then after that, we had a gig at um, this thing we were DJing with Virgil and Heron. So we did that till two. So after nice. two, and after that, yeah, I went home. I'm such a blessed mentee. I literally was like, yo. I know these. I know these seats is filled at this dinner, but we need to make a to-go plate or a doggy bag for Ferris and uh, and Tremaine and Aside. <laughs> like we gotta get it going for the big homies. Have to. How was the yeah. dinner? Um, the dinner was blessed, man. It's good. It's good to see that we got some cultural niggerish barbecue on the highest level now. Like like I felt like I was at a barbecue at Thanksgiving, but just with, you know, with bigger paychecks and better sponsors and a whole different energy. So yeah, everything was wavy, you know. I'm a, I, I had to cut Rocky's ass one time. He had those little pants on. <laughs> 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 Buddy Lee? Buddy Lee? Flocko Lee? Flocko Lee? Yo, shout out to Flocko one time, but he had me hot with those pants. You he, skinny, he, you ain't that skinny. Yeah, he, cha- <laughs> he changed up real quick. He put on the good Merino hoodie, but yeah, it was. It, <laughs> yeah, we was blessed. We was blessed. A lot of champagne was being drunk. Shout out to BFA. Shout out to all the press that was out there. You know, show love with the best pictures. I'm trying to look handsome this whole trip. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. your whole little thing. Yeah, man, had to even get a haircut. I got the little Nas fade. Trying to trying to be great like you, man. Uh, man, I'm trying to be, just be happy. I hear being that. happy is being great. So look, man. I think got questions that are well overdue. Yeah, some have spoiled over, and some have even you know turned into new things. So first thing I want to get to is just how blessed we all are. Like. This art basket shit is every every year and every year is a different feel like it's a, like a different community almost you know with w- whether it's you know Stefan and them with Pigal yeah shout out to Pigal or it's Stussy they, they did it for the last three years you know Stussy and uh, was, uh, Pigal with support from Stussy they did it for the last three years and those were those were amazing those were my first like foray into art Basel. Stussy would fly, flew me out the last two two years. Um, to um to come out and just be a part of it and catch a vibe. So, you know, thankful for to them and to Sharath and Stefan and the whole the whole Pigal, the Pompon, Pan Pano Chocolate crew. That's my family right there. Hell yeah. 
real quick, one shout out to Dexter Navy because when he collaborated with Days and did that video, that yeah, quick yeah, montage of how yeah, it should be, yeah, yeah. that shit was super to the point and it was right what the culture needed to see and what people who really wanted to chime in on Art Basel because a lot of people just thought it was just a bunch of weirdos and didn't understand your faves were down there enjoying yeah. themselves, being very, being very nomadic, you know, very sporadic and... You know, I'm sounding like uh, Johnny Cochran here, rest in peace. But, <laughs> I, you know, it was very liberating, if, if I say so myself, you know. Johnny Cochran. Hell yeah. So, with that being said, like, you know, we make highlights every year and in, in, in every night. So, so what's been a highlight so far? Um, I think the highlights have been some of the performances, man. Um, you know some of the performances that No Wave has put on, um, Francis and the Lights, um, the V-Lone pop-up, just seeing, like, the whole V-Lone movement just becoming cult. Every city, there's a line. Um, to me, that's performance art. Getting Coming from where Barry's from and mm. doing what he's doing, that's performance art to me. You know, like, you know, even that's why I did the Instagram when he did the V-Lone installation at... Um, complex con with like you know like basically like the trap you know playstation 2 blunt guts everywhere clothes everywhere blah 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 shit was unreal you know it reminded me of tracy emman shout out to bigger bars for her, that her her um her installation of like a, a a torn up like a bed with clothes and underwear and cigarette butts and food everywhere and you know i'm just like rating him as an artist with the same type of um capabilities as anyone you know up to you know to Bari how far he wants to take it, Flacco how far he wants to take it, and everyone that's involved with Elon, every member of the mob, you know. So that's one of my highlights, you know, doing a collab with Bari from knowing him by face, seeing him rolling with Tigger Kalor, you know, or seeing him downtown to me and him really connecting in London and then developing, a, building a friendship. You know, we built a friendship before any idea of ever working together or anything. So then to have that, I won't even say reach because I, I feel like me and Barrio do many more great things. Hopefully, if you know life allows us to live long enough, but to do a collab with him that people appreciate and just have you know because it's just fun. That's a blessing, man. And um, seeing Virgil, his um, his thing at the design uh, Miami Design, amazing. Seeing Aaron and Al Moran doing their thing, you know, Aaron being f being in one of the antithesis of a culture kid seeing him selling art and supporting artists and bringing artists back from back from the, the annals of time. like Pulling you know, them up. Yeah, like Terrence Coe and Cats I haven't seen in a minute or just, you know, everything they put into, you know, this No Wave, No Vacancy House, all their input, you know. Um, I was in NADA briefly, the NADA Art Fair. I need to go back. I'm going to go back tomorrow. Um, and I saw some, just in my walking through to the interview I had, that I had to do with Aaron, Asad, and Al. I saw some really inspiring stuff. Um, a lot of highlights. Last night, the party we did um, here was amazing. The party after that was amazing. Um, hold yeah. on, hold on. Shout out to Honest Collective. We was on the same flight. Yo. We was on that early flight. I seen that scumbag Goldberg, <laughs> and I knew Gucci. I needed to get out of my good seat and go fuck with them until I was sleepy. And man, genuine dudes. I know they're gonna tear it up everywhere they go, but man, they were funny as fuck with Goldberg, bro. Goldberg act like he owned the plane. He's Alex, like, how much gas is in this thing? How much gas? Yo, what are we doing? 
How we living? That way. <laughs> so shout out Goldberg, silly ass one time. He's one of the funniest and charismatic people I've ever met in my life. And that's saying a lot because I grew up in New York. So it's char- you share character every day in New York. Alex Goldberg is one of the most charismatic, enchanting people I've ever met. He's hilarious. I never forget last Art Basel. Um, it was after this party we did at FDR. Were you here last year? Briefly. Were you there when we did the party at FDR? Not at all. So we did a party at FDR, Pigal, Novaka Cien. And then um, after that, we went to this like late night food spot. We like 20 deep. Put in all these orders. Banged up the kish- kitchen. They're trying to get the orders out. Gilbert goes to the where they have the order tickets at. And he just, he just starts pulling the tickets off and reading out orders like, who are, you know, like helping them move the like, but like so naturally and hilarious. Like that just made sense to him. It was incredible. I feel you. Incredible. Love Alex. My mic's on, right? We good? All right, cool. Yo, so look, this is an even doper trigram what we got going on because I'm in between your age because you know you the you know you the very you know uh, how I want to say it. You're the proper wine right now. You're in your prime. Culturally, physically, everything, you know. I'm I'm getting there. I'm trying, you know. Been on this earth for 26 years. But this young man, Chris, is only 18. Wow. So he sees yeah. this shit way differently than we see it. So, Chris, yeah. what I wanted to talk to you about is how do you feel about this V-Loan movement, especially with No Vacancy collaborating with them and just all the collaborations, just the Off-White and the Nike and just seeing it as an 18-year-old. Because when I was 18, man, I was fighting... I was fighting people who thought I was skateboarding, thought I was doing a jerk dance, man. I was like, man, y'all don't even understand what's going on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm knee deep in this. This is way bigger than what you see on um, BT now. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is like this it, is real life, man. So, yeah. how do you feel about? Yes, yeah, so how you feel about all that, man? Well, I mean, first off, I want to say, you know, shout out, you know, to the the No Wave shorts. Those shits are fire. Gotta, you know, say that. But well, oh, the No Vacancy what, what shorts? The yeah, no, no Vacancy shorts. The No Vacancy shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are fire. Oh, thank Just gotta you. add that on. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, v Loan is like you know, it. I think it's like the perfect brand for like you know hip hop and, and all that shit. Yep. It's high fashion, you know, somewhat, you know, but hood niggas still know about it. And yeah. you got a person like Bari being the forerunner of this whole entire brand, and the way that he you know releases it, and the way that is you know you know given to the masses is just it's unique. It's really cool, and he has this, you know, this following, and that V is deadly. You know, that's uh, that that logo is is perfect, and um, you know, he's venturing in the you know jeans and you know doing all this other shit now, and I'm really loving everything that's coming from this whole V loan stuff, and uh, you know, once the pockets get a little heavier, I'm about to start balling out on this shit, but for right now, you know, gotta pick and choose. But yeah, man, it's the brand I think that all the kids like right now. You know, they, when you you see Rich the Kid and all these you know rappers that these niggas love, and they're wearing you know Friends hoodies and you know all these this V Loan shit, everybody likes it. I, I've never gotten more compliments while I'm wearing V Loan, and it's just everybody fucks with it, and it's something that I haven't seen from a brand in a very long time, and I'm very happy for Bari being you know a nigga from the Bronx. That has Harlem. collaboration with Harlem. as well. Harlem. I, mean, I don't know why it's at the Bronx, Harlem, and you got you know a, a collaboration with Nike now, and you are doing installations of that caliber, like that shit's amazing. It's really awesome, you know. 
and uh, I really fucked with it. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Bari, shout out to everybody that's a part of it. Fuck yeah, with it, I mean, yeah. it, it is <clears throat> it is amazing because um, Bari will be building with Kim Jones, and then hanging out with someone that just probably came home on furlough, or whatever. In the same day. In the same day. There's not too many creatives in the world that can say that. You know what I mean? Like he he is a man of the people, um, in every sense. And he's um he's everything to everybody, but he's always real from all my experiences with him. So you are right when you hit on the nose because it is it, it, it's essence, Barry's out here just showing people impo- impoverished people, people from the hood. They can do whatever they want, and they don't, and they can do it being them. Because look at Bari, like Bari's his his um trajectory. He's nowhere near where he's gonna land, in my opinion. And um, he's gonna do it with a tattoo of "Long Live ASAP Yams" across his head, and a million other tats, and being the way he does. And he's not, he doesn't change. He's him all the way through. And that's very important for people to be you all the way through because then you can, they can never strip nothing from you because, nothing, you know, because you came in as you are, you know, and, and it's just very important, you know, so it's just like, it's very essential, you know, so if you, if you're like, I don't know, if you wear drag, wear drag all, do that yeah, to any level yeah, you do it, yeah. don't switch up for nobody, you know, and I think even if you're not into V-Lone, the ethos of it, Anyone, anyone in any walk of life can apply that to it. You know what I mean? And that's why Virgil had the tweet of the year. Virgil was like way early in the year, Bari, you know, toast to the gods, the, um, the best design of 2016. Because when you know someone so organic to the core where like their peers just have no choice but to just accept what's coming. Because you knew all this shit was inevitable because, you know, I was breaking this shit down the other day. I was like, yo, when you when you're a young kid from the hood. And you see someone on the internet, especially nowadays with the young kids. So, Chris, you could really feel me on this because I know you was, ta- you was talking to me about this. But the young kids don't really, they used to not know the difference between internet success and real life fame. And there's something twinkled in between it, which is legitimacy. And a lot of dudes had a lot of fame, but no legitimacy. And legitimacy is, can you walk in those corporations and be yourself, be that same guy you're portraying on that internet and have those people buy into that? And... That wall Bari just fucking drop kicked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He just drop kicked was like Amazing. the was the biggest move probably since I'm not even gonna lie, probably since running them wearing Adidas, bro, because I ain't gonna lie, like Kanye played the game with Nike, but in a sense you knew that was coming. With yeah. Bari, this was like, bro, this dude still be with dudes, you know. Like you said, furlough, man, and he's putting them on Kim Jones and putting them in the right, you know. You know, calm the garçon shirt, sweatsuits, and telling them this is how you should do it because that's how it is, and that's why we love Skepta. That's why we love Lil Uzi Vert. That's why we love Young Gleesh. That's why Young Gleesh can do two songs on Rocky's album and not put out a mixtape in a whole year and still be Gleechy because you know why? Because it's culture first. It has yeah. to be mm-hmm. about the culture, and it's about who's presenting it to you. And when someone's that organic and breaking walls down like that and doing a shoe with Nike doing a gangster Air Force One like that. Everyone does Air Force One. Shout-outs to the mayor. Shout-outs to DJ Clark Camp. You know, shout-outs to the original Bespoke Boy. Shout-outs to all my co-JP people. We here, but understand, that Air Force One is everything. You know? Yeah, it's cold. And the, and the way it just blew up so quickly, like, 
last year, B-Lone wasn't even like, you know, what it really was now. And then you got a Nike collab now? You doing installations and all that shit? And you're on the Nike Lab Instagram? Like, yeah, but to finish, really, he's really on another level now. But to finish the point, because you young dudes out here, I know you love to listen to the, um, you know, all Instagrams. You got to understand that just because you're blurred into the fame does not mean you're legitimate. You got to go out there and have a plan and work hard and make sure your plan is to be amongst the best. And to be amongst the best has nothing to do with how great of a scenery of a picture you're posting. Yeah. Or if you're standing next to Virgil in a DJ booth. It's about yeah. the conversation you had prior and after, you know? It's a very good point because, um, yeah, you know, it's just cool. But, yeah, like you said, you can you can make it seem like anything. But that you know what I mean? Yeah, but that legitimacy is an invisible brick wall people don't see, man. You know, and 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 shout outs to him for that. And I really feel like you know a lot of kids who didn't get it before are gonna get it now. They understand like it's it's bigger than just a custom shoe. It's bigger than yeah. Just I just I compare like Barry also to Tribe Called Quest in the sense that I'm 35. So when I was coming up, Tribe Called Quest was like the different hood dudes. You know what I mean? Bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they hung out in the city. They weren't on some street killer shit. Or but they and they weren't on some sports shit. They were on some art shit. But they were, but they knew all the drug dealers and had all the respect from every walk to life in the hood. And I feel like Barry is the same way, you know, like I've interviewed him before where he's like, you know, he remember getting in fights with dudes cuz he's wearing purple skinny jeans. You know what I mean? <sighs> Shout yeah, out to Jonas yeah. Bavakia. One of the few, rest in peace, one of the few people who would actually make colored jeans. We would actually go cop the LRG colored jeans and, oh, man, don't even, don't even make me embarrass myself, man. Yeah, man. I know those fights, man. Those fights are real. Those fights are real, man. So I, I like that. I like that, Um, you know, that similarity you feel. With no, it's a very similar thing. And it's like he's still all the way where he come from, but he's left. And it's like I just feel like um, – it also will lead to more open-mindedness in the hood, you know, more acceptance. Because that's what people from impoverished areas, they want to be accepted by higher society. Not higher, but um, the, the more affluent, as in just part of society that has more money, that can have better groceries, healthier food, um, better health care. So forget, uh, that's the only way it's, it's, I'm not saying more affluent as far as culturally or art-wise, just saying as far as like having chiocal needs. And, you know, people from impoverished areas want to be accepted into that. But also part of that acceptance is being met halfway. So Bari was brave enough to go hang out downtown and not stay safe where Harlem, wherever you know everyone. And, exactly. it's you know, no one's going to judge you or, you know, I remember when I was growing up, dudes be like, why you always hang out in the city? They don't want us there. It's more, exp food's more expensive. They follow you around in stores. There's gay people there, blah, blah, blah. And I used to be like, well, nothing's wrong with gay people. If they're following me, in a, follow, following me in a store, that's on them. They're wasting their time because I don't steal. So maybe someone else is stealing while they're watching me. So that's, they're hurting themselves. Yeah, they're not yeah, hurting they, me. Yeah, they hurt themselves. And then I'm situation. like, the money you're spitting at BBQs or TJF Fridays or wherever, I'll go to Lovely Day or somewhere like that downtown and spend less money and eat a better meal. So I just feel like people like Bari are going to help kids, not just on some fuck style. You know, not fuck style because style is important. But not just some style fashion shit, but on some life, like experiencing different things. The education of you know? it. The education of it. And, you know, and it's really a, it's really a tribe. Seriously, it's really a tribe. You know, people starting to understand now. And that's really what I wanted to segue into. Like, 
I feel like officially, officially, you know, there's there's room for there's always room for the youth. Don't worry, Chris. I'm not exing. I'm not exing you out. But I feel like officially every piece is finally been in play. If that makes sense. Like if this culture was a dynasty, I feel like this is the first year the Spurs got David Robinson and Tim Duncan on the right page, and they're about to win because I feel like the the culture was missing a couple pieces. It wasn't represented fully for everyone. Yeah. And I feel like right now there's gonna be new people, of course. But I feel like right now the culture speaks for everyone because. We got no vacancy in, which is a plethora of different energies, different styles, different associations, you know, different religions, everything. And yeah. then and then we got, you know, my bros, ASAP, everybody different. You see 12, you see Rocky, those two different people. Yeah. You see Ills, you see Bari, they're not two, you know, two of the same. They're a different type of hood, actually. Let me, let me tell you something. One of my only, I don't do regrets, but... Only time I... You missed the bus. I was in London, because I'm from New York, but I moved to London 2010. So when Rocky and all them, like when that first performance at A-Life, when Rocky was looking bewildered, like, oh shit, this is going on. This could be a thing. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was watching it from Europe, so I wish I could have been down, been around on the ground to feel that energy when ASAP first popped off, because I literally was just like, there were kids I'd see around. You know, Rocky's come to Mark Jacobs' store and buy, like, rain boots. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whatever. Like, I'd see them. I, you know, I always remember faces. I didn't know none of them like that, but I always remember faces. And, um, you know, I'd see Bari around, you know, gave each other a few daps, blah, blah, blah. So to see them from obscurity to now, it's incredible. And it's one of the last um, popular movements out of New York. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's like ASAP Mob. And no wave, you know what I mean? And there are a few other things, but um, you know, I feel like that's what New York's got right now, ASAP and no wave. You know? And I'm probably missing a few things, but I'm just saying is anything that is really good coming out of New York culturally will be attached to no wave somehow or ASAP mob, in my opinion. Yeah, but you know what I mean? For me it's deeper than that because you know how New York's a satellite for the rest of the world. And all of us are very cultured. Like, none of us even like to stay in New York if we don't have to. So I feel like now the energy is on the West Coast. It's yeah. in Asia. You know, it's in Europe. You know, you know, Australia loves us. <laughs> but, you know, it's a situation where I feel like we got – it's like we don't even have our foot on the neck of culture. It's like we've just – remember when Neo, Matrix 1, when Neo absorbed the fucking um, – Yeah, at the end. Yeah, when he absorbed yeah. the agent and yeah. he could just see everything differently. Yeah. I feel like that's where everything is at from the, you know, from the sponsors, you know, to the deals, you know, to the energy, everything. Everyone's making good music. Everyone, you know, wants to progress. And I just wanted to, like, you know, just have a little five minute. Man, I can't wait know. to hear telephone calls tonight. Shit. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's like gonna go, that's gonna go mad. Yeah, anyway, because it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And 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 I really think that everyone should pat themselves on the shoulder on the flight back to wherever you guys are going, because y'all need to understand that like this is the this is the moment where everyone's getting their first Rockefeller chain. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people was paving the way before. A lot of people been here years and years and years. A lot of people been disgruntled, but officially, I feel like a lot of things are where they're supposed to be. So now I think there's finally a, um, a, um, a tunnel for those kids who didn't fully understand this shit. I feel like they have appropriate 
guidance now. Now they know where to look, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, because I feel like kids fish everywhere on the internet and then they realize the internet can betray them sometimes yeah. because there's some fraudulent situations that you can get yourself into and not realize it's not pure. No, you have to use the internet as a tool, not as um, not as, as a Bible, I feel. Not as your Bible, as a tool. So it's like, you know, get out into the world and, you know, I feel like a lot of kids, they like, they're not venture. They're venturing out to Art Basel and Paris Fashion Week and Fashion Week before they just venture out and just go to the MoMA. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like go to the MoMA on your day to day life before you come down here running behind Bari, because Bari, whether it was the MoMA or whatever, he did what he did for a lot of years. Even though he's very young. Shout out to you First have, Saturdays. You've done a lot. You yeah. know, you're young, but you've done a lot of things. Just on, I'm not, you know, I'm not even talking about success. Just venturing out doing things. Personal hobbies. Where I feel like personal hobbies. you're 18 and you're trying to get to pa- be out there in Paris, Paris Fashion Week. Like just, I don't know, work at a retail store and see how the business is run. I don't, I don't know. But I could be wrong. Maybe, you know? Nah, you're not wrong because funny, Chase was just talking about that. Um, um, uh, shout out to Lou one time. He wanted some good V-Lone denim. And then Chase was, uh, he put the denim around Lou's neck. Lou's like, yo, like, what you doing? He's like, yo, you never work retail? Yeah, He's like, see. man, I learned that in retail. You know, you yep. find out someone's size by putting the jeans around someone's neck. You know what I mean? Like, it's just small nuances that you learn and you take with you when you're on the on the rise. Not even on the cusp, but when you're on the rise of learning this shit. Because I feel like I'm on my way to my Ph.D. in streetwear and culture and, and lifestyle. I'm on my way, you know. Yeah, but you, sent me, you sent me some pictures of stuff you're working on. You're definitely, definitely on your way. Yeah. Definitely on your way. Yeah, we definitely got to get it going. So yeah, I mean, it's um, nothing. I mean, this is a real, you know, as long as we've been doing these interviews going on, I don't know, two or three years now from when we, me and Asad started with um, No Wave. I know everybody wants it right now, but putting that work in, there's nothing like it because there are, there are, it's like, uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi shit, like, Daniel's son was just like, why the fuck has he got me cleaning this fucking old-ass car? But that, cleaning that car, he applied it to fighting, you know? It's just like, the things I learned from cutting lawns when I was 12 years old, um, my first job, to selling marble cards in, in elementary that I apply now to, you know, selling, like, now laters to working stock at Bertolt Goodman and Socks and Kate Spade, working stock at Mark Jacobs and grinding up to become sales then becoming a you know assistant manager in London collection store. Hold on, you wait, know? time out. To you young kids, y'all don't even understand the gaffle you used to have to run back in the day. So if you was into Soho and you wasn't from Soho and you didn't and you didn't have a family member who knew someone, what you had to do was, your ass had to you know you know put on your best APCs or a visa, you know, and you had to go in there and you had to work stock basically. So you was more of a a body, you know, you was more of a, a willing body to, you know, get it popping back there. Bro, but when I when I became when I became sales at Mark Jacobs, it was a big deal to people because, which it shouldn't have been a big deal because Mark Jacobs wasn't was under the rule of Mark Jacobs and Robert Duffy, a very open job to any gender, race, religion, but to people they were still it was a big deal that I became a associate because, typically at that time and to this day you don't see a lot of black straight men doing sales at on the all. sales floor at all you know and um with beards six foot two 240 with beards and dreads and dressing the way i want to dress in that store you know what i mean you know we mm-hmm. got our personals but i dressed the way i wanted to dress and um 
yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'm, you know, I know a lot of million kids who've like, they, you know, they put on the khaki, you know, go to Banana Republic, try to find some khakis at Uniqlo, some shoes, you know, the Weejuns, Bass Weejuns, their shirt, try to lighten their voice and speak a certain way just to get that job so you can just make $8 an hour. Like, it's real. You know, culturally re- breathe. That's what I call it. When you get that job, you get to culturally breathe. Because the day-to-day, most creatives are stifled. They're like, what the fuck? You're on a train, you're looking at people, they don't look like you. You're yearning for more of it. When you do get it, you're like, man, this needs to last forever. And you see these stores that you identify with, but they don't identify with you all the time. And you want to be a part of it, and you feel like assimilation will get you going. And when you do get that job, you just be able to culturally breathe, but... No, you're 100% right, right, bro. When I got that job at Mark Jacobs, I did the fucking James Brown dance when I walked up that... When Robert told me I was hired, and I was walking down, you know, the West Village to the E-Train to take the E-Train back to the last stop in Jamaica, Queens, I did the fucking James Brown because I knew it w- I could use this job to help change my life because I know I'm going to be somewhere where I could, like you said, breathe, you know what I mean, and be Tremaine. Mm-hmm. And it's let, it led to me, you know, let to me getting moved to London. And my, you know, and everything that's happened in the last seven years. I felt, know? I felt that shit, man, all the way. Definitely, I remember being the creative director of um, Vault Harlem. Shout out to Wayne, who given a young black man opportunity. He's a, he's a super, he's a super black dude. My old uh, boss, Babari, uh, know him. Dude went to Harvard, black DJ actually went to Harvard. You know, wow. yeah, opened a sneaker store on the east side of Harlem called. I mean, you know, do you know what he took in Harvard? What uh, what was his um uh, major? Man, I think it was finance. Finance. Yeah, he turned up. Yeah, and then he opened a sneaker store with uh, Rosemary called Goliath mm-hmm. on the east side. They sold the Yeezys. They had everything. They was one of the first Nike stores. Actually, 21 Mercer or Nike Lab, whatever you guys know it as now, took their whole store specs from that store. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know that. Because before Nike Lab and all that was invented, they, they gave smaller stores the best shit. And then yeah. with the tier zero quick account, tier yeah. zero, quick strike. Yeah, tier zero doesn't even um, exist no more. Actually, yeah, yeah. But um, he gave me a job to be the creative director of the whole brand. He was like, "Man, I see that you get it. I see that you're hungry, but with hunger also goes, you know, learning how to cook food. Because a because a hungry man can go crazy not knowing how to cook. See, people don't hear that analogy. Yeah, a hungry man could go crazy not knowing how to cook. Because you got the, you know what you want to eat, but you don't know how to make it. Exactly. And I feel like yeah, I have friends who have ideas. Or aspirations, but they don't know how to execute. Execute, yeah, execute it. And even, that drives them crazy. Yeah, even deeper, you can have the raw material around you and just like, you know, not be to a sense of um, what do I want? How I want to be poignant with this, not knowing that everything isn't for you to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a community thing, because culture is, is delegate is, or die. Yeah, culture is beyond you. You know, I I'm from Harlem. I love the way I look. I love the way I dress. I think I go out every day and I'm top three people outside. But I also understand there's other people who might feel the same way and I might need them to help myself grow. And I need to attach myself to them and help them grow as well because that's when you really start some real camaraderie. And that's when you get a team going and you know that it's bigger than you. Also, you know what? I feel like, you know, I watched Paid in Full again last week and it had me so amped because I felt like what's happening now culturally with all the stuff that everyone's doing V, Bari, Aaron, yourself you know maybe we, maybe it's maybe it's a hundred people we could put on paper yeah a hundred people yeah maybe it's a hundred people in our world or maybe the world maybe two hundred 
you know, up to Hiroshi for, for a while, you know, everyone. And um, I just feel like paid in full, like you said, like when the last thing came in place, so it was like paid in full when they got that plug. Like, you know, cats, you know, Mitch was getting money. Rico's getting some money, but then A came with the plug. And then it was like, now nah, we going. So I just feel like no vacancy got that plug. Off-White, Virgil Abloh got that plug. You know, keep going. Pablo, Bari, Rock, we all got, we finally got that plug where we could be ourselves and really get it and affect culture and make a living doing it. And hopefully everyone, and also thirdly and most importantly, give back in some kind of way. You know, I'd love to see Bari at some point do a charity. That's right, you know, and I'm going to, speaking myself first you know i want to get to the point where i could you know right now i can d donate to charity or donate time but just the point where we give them back to either where we came from or places that we originally came from or yeah. wherever we don't even got to be about you yeah, can be no, a black you, you no, can be definitely. a black dude and, and and donate to something that's going on in syria it doesn't have to be about always about africa it could be whatever you want to find to help out with no Cause definitely because even even at our brokest in america we bless because that's first world problems and that shit compared yeah. to third world problems. And that's why I want to uh, shout out yeah. one of my um, one of my um, friends, clients, confidants, uh, Karen Gallo. I, I made sure we we put together a situation. She had a dream about it, about giving out three, four hundred dollar Italian leather shoes to kids in Harlem. Mm. That was unreal for free. Just a, a truck in a, in a car. Yeah. Just going out. Just what size do you wear? Girls or boys? Unisex? It didn't matter. Making sure was, was the idea that they had shoes that they could wear to a job interview or something like that. All ranges, whether they wanted to go to school in that yeah. or they wanted to go in an interview, all ages as well. So that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, we can do stuff like that all the time and still turn up, have fun, and do parties. But question, I sh we got to wrap this up. Did you have any more questions or anything you wanted to say? Questions for me or anything you wanted to end this on? No. Nah. You, you, you or Chris? Chris, you good over there? I got one question. Yeah. Um, what was it like, you know, working with the Boys Don't Cry and, you know, and all the Frank Ocean, uh, I guess that whole entire thing? Because that's, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Frank Ocean. When I saw your name in the book, I was like, oh, shit, it's like really dope. Shout out to uh, actually reading. <laughs> I was, man, since we run out of time, I'll sum it up like this. I talked to my homie. He's a very good friend and just he's a beautiful human being. And um, I talked to him. He was asking about something. He said, you going to be around? And I said, nah, I'm going to be in Milan. He said, damn, Tremaine, you moving. You move around more than I do. And I just said, I don't work on the sales floor no more. You know what I mean? That Those bars off of um, Futura Free, yeah. the last song. So that's what it was for me. It was liberating to work on a project like that. And I'm just thankful that Frank um, believed in me and believed in all the people he delegated to to help help bring his vision to life, his incredible, beautiful vision, his words, his ideas, his photography, his writing. He's such a polymath, his production, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm just, I feel, that's what it was like. I feel blessed that Frank allowed me to hop on, be involved with a classic piece of art. You know, I, you know, I, I put Frank in the same pantheon of any great artist in any um, medium, so... So for me, to answer your question, it was a dream, a dream come true, dream I never, I didn't know I had, you know, to work with Frank, and I hope I get to work with him again, but we talk, and he's a good friend, so more importantly, if I never did anything with him, it doesn't matter, he's a friend, but it was an amazing opportunity, it was an amazing album, and amazing art 
art piece, the magazine and the album. So, but yeah, that's the, I mean that whole line where he's just like, I don't work on those cells for no more. Like that was like he was singing real my you singing my life, you know. So <laughs> it was wild. That's real shit. Well, shout out Ferris Bueller. Uh, shout out Tremaine. No wave. No vacancy in. Woody verse Poppy. Art Basil. We out. Yeah. Woody, thank you. Chris, thank you. Yes, Peace. Sir. Thank you, man.